Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the English 222 Writing for Social Change podcast. I am your host, Frazier, and I use they, them pronouns. Today, we're going to be talking about the mental health awareness movement and why it is so important. Uh, But before I get into it, I did want to put a trigger warning on this episode. Uh, This contains discussions of suicide, ableism, and mental disorders such as dissociation, dissociative disorders, depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, trauma, PTSD, and more. Please be advised. As well, I would like to give a small side note. Uh, I'm going to be con- be referring to a lot of things as mental conditions um, in this episode, as there are frequent debates about what language should be used when talking about different mental health issues. Uh, most people use phrases like mental disorder and mental illness and mental condition interchangeably uh, to refer to both neurological di- neurological conditions such as autism and ADHD, as well as psychological conditions such as depression and anxiety. However, uh, as our understanding of the mind grows, our language has changed. I will be discussing that more later, but I wanted to make a quick note of it. Uh, These things are often talked about together, as they should be because they often intersect, but uh, they are very different and have to be handled very differently uh, to help further society. If you uh, would like to read a little bit more into it, uh, I'm going to leave a place in the, or I'm going to leave an article in the show notes uh, from Sarah McMengus uh, from the from medium.com, uh, and it'll go a little bit more into uh, the differences between psychological conditions and neurological conditions. And last side note before I actually get into it, ironically enough, I am sitting here writing and recording this while going through a mental health crisis um, and the aftermath of it. Uh, I've fallen a bit behind on my schoolwork, so in an attempt to make up on time, uh, I am trying to record this and get it all done in one day. Um, So we'll see how that goes. So what is the mental health movement? The mental health movement is a movement centering around the advocacy and awareness of all mental conditions. Uh, It can also be known as the mental health awareness movement. Uh, It's a very large movement that encompasses a lot of smaller ones, uh, some of which I'll be talking about today. It's a very informal effort as well, um, but it is a very wide one. In fact, you likely participate in it without even realizing it. If you try to boost suicide awareness or talk about your own experiences with mental health, uh, you're likely a part of it. Today, I wanted to talk about what the mental health movement is, how it grew, how it is affecting mental health advocacy and awareness today, and what we can do moving forward. But before all that, I want to leave you guys with uh, something that I have found to be super helpful in my mental health journey, and that is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline and the Crisis Text Line. Uh, For the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, that is 1-800-273-273. 2855, and the crisis text line is 741741. I can personally vouch for both of these being very good services, uh, as well as my use of them in the past. Um, They are good things to have in your phone, just in case you need to pull them up at any point, uh, but I would definitely recommend using them if you happen to be in a mental health crisis or you just need that support uh, for a moment. So, Uh, I'm going to turn you over to the first song for today, which happens to be 1-800-273-8255 by Logic. Uh, It is a song about suicide awareness uh, and about the mental health movement. It is a great song, and I hope you enjoy that little bit of it. I've been on a low, I've been taking my time. I feel like I'm out of my mind. It feel like my life ain't mine. Who can relate? Woo! I've been on a low, I've been taking my time I feel like I'm out of my mind It feel like my life ain't mine I don't want to 
So what is the history of the mental health movement? Well, it actually started back in the 1840s with a woman named Dorothea Dix, who started the first big step for those with mental conditions as she was determined to improve the condi conditions and treatment of the mentally ill in her uh, home of Massachusetts. She, quote, highlighted the appalling conditions in existing institutions and promoted the inherent value of compassionate care, as well as played an instrumental role in the founding, and, founding or expansion of over 30 hospitals for treatment. Uh, this comes from our uh, essay on Dorothea Dix uh, as one of our class resources. Uh, it's quite an interesting read. Uh, she's definitely uh, an interesting woman. She definitely took um, a big stand for uh, people in asylums and trying to get mental health care at the time. The next big step was taken in 1887 uh, when a reporter named Neely Bile uh, present, uh, presented that she was crazy and she ended up getting herself committed to a uh, mental institute uh, all to improve the conditions in a New York City mental, institu a mental institution. Sorry, my language is not very good today. Uh, she was able to trick uh, a lot of people just to get this uh, story that she wanted to write um, about the living conditions in these mental institutions. Uh, she did get herself committed and she wrote about the appalling conditions that were there. Uh, and that comes from our source, uh, 10 Days in a Madhouse, the woman who got herself committed uh, from our uh, class resources. And another instance in which we see kind of the appalling treatment that was given to um, mental health back in the day was from The Yellow Wallpaper, which is a story uh, also included in our class resources. And it was about a woman who got depression after she had her child um, and she ended up being told basically not to do anything and it only caused her to caused her con condition to get worse uh this was not a good thing um and she ended up kind of going crazy in the book or in the in the story uh and it is definitely an interesting read if you feel so inclined uh i've read it a couple of times in the past but if you feel so inclined please do give it a read it's a pretty good it's a pretty good little story but that moves us into the movement today. How has the movement changed today? Well, today uh, the mental health movement kind of focuses mostly on community as well as sharing knowledge and advocacy. Uh, this is its biggest strength because as I mentioned in the last podcast episode, having common language and common ground sets the stage for knowing your numbers as a movement and helps your community grow forward. The current movement mostly takes place online, which has led to both pros and cons. And I want to discuss the cons uh, because I actually don't see them much as cons. Uh, I don't see them much as worries uh, necessarily. Uh, one of them I, I do think is a little bit of a worry. Uh, so the cons of that are the overdiagnosis and the medicalization of childhood behavior. Uh, this has been a little bit more talked about in more recent times. Uh, this refers to the tendency of people online to see themselves or others uh, in their lives uh, as expressing symptoms of mental conditions and believe that they have these because the, the symptoms present themselves. Uh, and so they, they go ahead and almost self-diagnose themselves and others. Uh, this can also lead to medicalization of childhood behavior, which is basically whenever 
a child is being hyperactive, because children are just hyperactive, uh, they can sometimes get diagnosed with things like ADHD even if they don't have them, uh, because the bar is a lot lower uh, for children to get diagnosed uh, with mental disorders. Uh, this also leads to self-diagnosis, which refers to the act of dis uh, diagnosing oneself with a mental condition without consulting a medical professional. The worry with this is fears that people may begin to believe that they have a condition that they don't have and do rash things in order to show enough symptoms to be taken seriously, or they may take resources away from those actually struggling with the condition. The problem with this view is that often people are barred from proper treatment and care for these medical con medical conditions. The most common self-diagnosis that I personally see are things like ADHD and dissociative identity disorder. And I see these a lot happening most from those who are barred from proper diagnosis for a combination of reasons from not having enough money to see a specialist to not having supportive parents to help them. And they do have a genuine problem that they are trying to identify. So I'm not the kind of person uh, who is going to say that somebody is faking an illness. Furthermore, uh, that can actually be a problem in and of itself. Uh, you can't often tell if somebody is faking their illness and thus it should be assumed that people do have the problems that they say they have. Uh, it is a tragic thing whenever uh, somebody does fake an illness, um, but usually with mental conditions, if somebody is uh, going out of their way to fake something or pretend they have something that they don't, they often do have something that is actually wrong, uh, whether it be things like Munchenhauer syndrome or um, they are trying to get attention for uh, an actual problem and they just happen to be uh, misidentifying what it is. The pros of the uh, movement as of today uh, mostly come in accessibility and community. Accessibility uh, to helpful resources and coping mechanisms is a huge thing in the current mental health movement. Uh, people are able to find things that they might be able that might be able to help them. Uh, they might be able to find therapists or coping skills or tips on how to manage in a world that is not built to accommodate them. I've seen this most prominently in the ADHD and autism communities. Um, those who are neurodiverse are uh, very willing to share their tips, and it has been a very nice thing, uh, especially for someone like me who just recently got diagnosed with autism and or as on the autism spectrum uh, and I've been struggling with ADHD all of my life. It's been really good to see people who uh, are able to tell me what they've seen that works for them uh, and been able to help me in my journey. The second big one is community. Uh, not knowing that you're alone in your struggles and that there are people who have been through the same things as you can be extremely motivating. Uh, I'm gonna talk about it a little bit more in a second about celebrities who have been doing this, um, but this can help people feel more comfortable in using available resources because they can hear from people who have already done this. This is why I am so willing to say that I've used things like the Suicide Prevention Lifeline or the Crisis Text Line. Uh, it is usually very good for someone else who thinks they might need that resource to hear from somebody else that, yeah, I've used it and it was pretty good. Uh, and that's something that the mental health movement has definitely gotten right in the recent years. By the way, um, I'm sorry, I apologize if there's any noise in the background. Uh, trying to record in public is extremely difficult. I also did want to focus on the intersectionality of the mental health awareness movement. Uh, people from racial and ethnic minority groups are much less likely to receive mental health care. Uh, for example, in 2015, among adults with mental health, mental illnesses, 48% of white people received mental health services compared to 31% of black people uh, and Hispanics and 22% of Asian people. 
For black communities, um, about 17% uh, of African-American people have uh, mental health conditions. For the Latinx community, um, about 15% have a mental illness. Um, about 13% of Asian Americans have mental illnesses, and about 23% of Native Americans and Native Alaskans have um, mental illnesses. Uh, and also among multiracial people, it is about 25%. It is also quite common for um, mental health conditions to, uh, in to disproportionately affect people of the LGBTQIA community. Um, of lesbian, gay, and bisexual high school students, uh, they are four times as likely to have attempted suicide, and 40% of transgender adults um, have reported attempting suicide at some time in their life, which is compared to less than 5% of the general U.S. population. This uh, causes those in minority groups to um, as good a care or not receive care at all. All of this coming from Mental Health America. Because of this, whenever we are having discussions of mental health, we should always be thinking about um, BIPOC and LGBT people um, within our groups, as well as those who um, have physical disabilities um, and those who are of other minority communities. Um, it is always good to remember that these sort of things compound and that those in minority groups can often be more affected by uh, mental health problems. I would also like to touch on a couple subsections of the mental health movement. Uh, I'm going to be talking about two in particular, which is the self-affirmation movement, as well as celebrity awareness. The self-affirmation movement is a subset of the mental health movement that promotes the use of self-affirming language over the common use of self-deprecating humor. Self-affirming language has been shown to uh, promote self-confidence. And, quote, self-affirmation theory posits that people are motivated to maintain a positive self-view and that threats to perceived self-competence are met with resistance. When threatened, self-affirmations can restore self-confidence uh, by allowing individuals to reflect on sources of self-worth, self such as their core values. And that comes from self-affirmation activates brain systems associated with self-related processing and reward and is reinforced by future orientation. Fun title. Uh, this is um, a bigger movement more recently, um, trying to get people to uh, kind of work with uh, affirmations and self-affirming language uh, in order to better their mental state and their mental health. Another subsection of the mental health awareness movement is celebrity awareness. A lot of celebrities and influencers recently have been sharing their stories of mental health struggles. And I wanted to point out just a few. Um, I've got three uh, celebrities and two influencers that I'd like to share uh, a little bit of their stories with you. The first one that I wanted to share with you is from Lady Gaga, who has PTSD after being raped. She said, quote, medicine really helped me. A lot of people are afraid of medicine for their brains to help them. I really want to erase the stigma around this. I'm sick of saying it over and over and over again. Nobody has, not everybody has access to these things. Not everybody has money for these things. I want the money for it. I want the doctors in the world and I want us to understand the brain and get on the same page about it so Gen Z doesn't have to deal with the same problems we are now. Mental health is a crisis. Another uh, person that has brought a lot of 
Awareness to mental health is Robin Williams, who committed suicide, committed suicide a little while ago, shared, I think many men feel isolated. Many don't have the outlets needed. And he spoke about need for better access to mental health resources as well. The third one that I want to point out is actually happened really recently, and that is Simone Biles. Uh, she actually pulled out of an Olympic competition due to her mental health. She said, we have to focus on ourselves because at the end of the day, we're human too. She also said, uh, we have to protect our minds and our bodies rather than just go out there and do what the world wants us to. It was very uh, good for Simone Biles, I think, to pull out of the Olympic tournament. Uh, she definitely was a source of inspiration for a lot of people and definitely showed people that they can be focused on their mental health and show themselves uh, the care and love that they need during uh, struggling times. And Lady Gaga and Robin Williams' family uh, bringing knowledge and uh, kind of bringing a, putting a spotlight on uh, certain mental health uh, problems is definitely a good thing and has helped a lot of people. There have also been a lot of social media influencers uh, who have shed light on uh, mental health issues. Uh, the two that I wanted to point out are Daniel Howell, uh, who has been dealing with depression all of his life. Uh, he said, there is such a stigma about being open about your vulnerabilities and asking for help, and there is so much misinformation. He shared about his struggles with depression and what it feels like for him, and it definitely helps a lot of people who looked up to him who also deal with depression. The other one that I wanted to point out is Jaden Animations, who talked about her eating disorders in a very uh, heart-wrenching animation that she made for her channel. She said, the eating disorder is the easy part. The rough part is breaking it. Uh, and I have a couple of other quotes from her. She said, I had to be the doctor and the patient. I kept saying that this is what will make you better. You're on the right path. But the voice, the voice was still there. Kind of sharing her uh, experiences with an eating disorder. She went on to say, I want to be there for people like me who felt like they couldn't go to anyone and are drowning and help them like how I wanted someone to reach out and help me. Her sharing her story about eating disorders was definitely a step that a lot of people needed um, to see somebody take so that way they could get the help that they needed for uh, their own eating disorders. I personally know a couple of people who were really touched by Jaden's video uh, and were able to overcome their own eating disorders thanks to her being honest and sharing her story about hers. This has also led to a new kind of mental health influencers, those who spread awareness and their own experiences of mental health and specifically create a community on social media to spread awareness and advocacy. My personal favorites are Lindy English, who focuses on PTSD, Connor DeWolf, who focuses on ADHD and autism, and Katie Asaurus, who focuses on ADHD, all of whom are on TikTok. TikTok is actually a very common place for these mental health influencers to be uh, because the videos are so digestible and so easy to share. And I actually think that's a very good place for this to happen as it often is a place where young people go um, and make videos. So I think it can be a very good place for a lot of young people to find resources and experiences for uh, things that they might be struggling with and find people who have also dealt with those things. So uh, I'm excited to see what that subsect of the mental health awareness movement does going forward. 
That being said, I want to turn you over to the second song of today's podcast, and that is actually by Jaden Animations and one of her friends, uh, David Brown, aka Boy in a Band, uh, and that is her song Empty, where she talks about her eating disorders and body dysmorphia and the things that she went through during that time. Uh, it's quite a good song. I would recommend listening to the whole thing, but here is just a snippet of it. So how does the mental health awareness movement move forward? Uh, I actually think that the movement is at a very good place right now uh, and that it will only continue to get, become a better community in which people can uh, come together and share their experiences. But I think one place that the mental health awareness movement is lacking is that in activism, uh, there isn't much activism within the community. Uh, it's mostly trying to get rights uh, for smaller parts of the community. Uh, there's been a big push in, there's been a big movement in the autism community uh, to push for their rights um, as they have been facing a lot of issues recently. But I think going forward, um, we're going to see a bit of a push for mental health treatment. Um, as a couple of the celebrities said earlier, um, it's very difficult for people to have access to mental health care. It can be very expensive, it can be uh, it can be out of their insurance network, it can be very difficult to get mental health care uh, in the current day. Actually, the day before I am recording this, um, I actually lost my therapist um, because my insurance was out of network and so I could no longer see her. Uh, and this crushed me. It was a completely crushing blow. Uh, and that kind of stuff causes a lot of problems for those who are seeking mental health care. So, you know, I'm kind of going through the motions of a, a bad stage in my uh, mental life and now I have no therapist because my insurance is crap. Uh, and that is a very real reality for a lot of people out there. And so I feel that the mental health awareness movement should be taking much more of a stand uh, in places such as advocating and fighting for things like free healthcare uh, for those who need access to mental health resources. And I think that's something that is going to be focused on a lot more in the future, although I cannot say for certain, uh, as it is a very wide movement, but I do think it should be something that if you are a part of the mental health movement uh, and you or you want to be a part of the mental health movement, you should be looking into things like being an advocate or an activist for uh, things like free health care. Uh, to help people, whether they be in my situation in which their insurance just doesn't take their therapist or they have no access to it at all, um, it is a very good thing to be fighting for everybody to have access to mental health resources. So that is all I have for today. This has been an overview of the mental health awareness movement. 
as I go today, I'm going to leave you with one more song, and that is Overwhelmed, the Ryan Mack remix. The original song Overwhelmed is by Royal and the Serpent and is all about anxiety. It was released during uh, quarantine, and so it was a very good song for a lot of people to hear about uh, their anxiety and the struggles that they were facing. The Ryan Mack remix focuses a little bit more on the advocacy side of it and sharing uh, Ryan's own experience with anxiety, so I thought it would be a very fitting song for today's episode. This has been the English 222 Writing for Social Change podcast, and as always, this song, as well as all of the articles referenced, will be in the show notes of this episode. You can find them uh, there, and I will be seeing you guys soon. And as always, stay safe, don't forget to hydrate, know that you are not alone if you happen to be struggling with something, and have a great day. you look at that another person telling me that i should just relax calm down and take it easy everything will be okay yeah sure because that's what they all say but oh